Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am talking all things protein. This is a question I get relatively frequently, I would say, parents unsure if they're giving their kids enough protein, if their kids are eating enough protein, how much protein they need, where they can get it from, if they can get it if they don't eat meat, if they are getting too much protein. So many questions to break down today, so let's get into it. All right, first things first, let's talk about how much protein our little ones need. Now, well, actually, let's back up a little further. (laughs) Protein is really important for so many different biological functions in the body, but protein is also really important for growth and development. So we know that our little ones who are growing the most in their lifetime, (laughs) practically, need protein. And so, of course, the next question, logically, is how much protein do they need? And so what that really boils down to is a general equation. Now, I don't want you to get all crazy, take out your calculators, do all the work and figure it all out and then track it like crazy for the rest of their lives, right? This is not that type of podcast. This is not this type of recommendation. In fact, I recommend you just having these general guidelines, maybe pick a day here or there, do some counting and just kind of see or turn some of the foods around on their label and see how much protein each food has. So you know, generally, if you're hitting their requirement. Now, again, it's going to be a range, but generally speaking, we can say, take their weight in pounds and divide it in half. And that's how many grams of protein they need. So I would like to keep our math super simple today. So let's say your little one weighs 30 pounds. If they weigh 30 pounds, that's about 15 grams of protein that they need each day. Now, 15 grams may or may not sound like a lot to you, to each person, to their own. However, I will tell you that it is very easy to hit 15 grams, especially easy for us, of course, but even for our little ones. In fact, two cups of milk has 16 grams of protein. So just like right there off the bat, if your little one drinks milk, they're hitting their protein requirement likely, right? So their protein requirements are not super high, and yet so many parents are so worried about protein. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be intentional, right? I do recommend serving protein, a protein food, with every meal and every snack, if you can as well, to have some sort of protein in it. That doesn't mean meat, we'll get there, but really paying attention to how much protein they need. So again, going with that 15 grams, we're also looking at like a thing of Greek yogurt, maybe a hard-boiled egg with that. Um, maybe even for your child, they'll have something like a sandwich, uh, during lunchtime with tuna salad or chicken salad or deli meat. All of those are likely going to hit your protein needs, depending on how much they eat. Of course, how many cups, tablespoons, all the things whole grains also have protein in them as well. So something like a slice of toast with some peanut butter on it comes very close to that 15 gram mark. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. 
I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life, feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over 100 foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. So hopefully this helps you kind of identify how much protein your little one is getting or how much they need rather. Now let's talk a little bit about the other spectrum. Parents are oftentimes worried that they're getting too much protein. Now, this is why sometimes I don't recommend necessarily using a protein powder. I know so many parents just automatically add protein powders to everything they're feeding their kids. And I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I don't think it's necessary. Like we just discussed, it's quite easy to hit their protein needs. However, I don't think protein powder is bad, but it is really easy to overdo it, right? We know that some protein powders have like 30 grams of protein per scoop. Some protein powders have eight. So it really depends on the protein powder you're using and the amount of that protein powder. I'm not a huge fan of adding a ton of protein to different things, like maybe to a smoothie if it needs it, if I'm not using another protein source or I'm using a very small amount of protein for, for that smoothie, I'll use protein powder. But other than that, we don't really need to jack up their protein. And some parents will worry that they're getting too much. So like I said, protein powders in general, really easy to overdo it on the protein because it's literally a powder. You just mix it in. And if they happen to have 15 pancakes that day because your kid was really hungry and you mix it in with protein powder, well, then you're really starting to amp up the protein way beyond what you need to. That being said, I don't want anyone to freak out here. Okay. Our bodies are really, really good, really efficient and effective at getting rid of extra protein. So likely your child is going to take what they need and pee out the rest. Now, some of you are trying to get some sort of equation out of me and figure out, well, how much is too much? And it's really about having way too much, way too frequently. It's not just a lot of protein here and a lot of protein there and not so good on these days. It's really about 
consistently too much protein that starts to put stress in our kids' organs and cause dehydration. But really, I'm telling you, it's very hard to do that, which is why, again, I recommend staying away from protein powders, especially with picky eaters. Now, picky eaters particularly usually have a hard time with protein foods, specifically meat, right? And so that's why we can kind of be glad for these protein recommendations for how much they need, because when they only have one chicken nugget or they only have two bites of their Uh, chicken pasta lasagna situation, then we also know that they're not overdoing it. It's really hard to eat whole foods that are protein heavy, um, so much so that we're causing damage to our body, (laughs) especially for a picky eater. So it's really something that I just wouldn't worry about. Of course, if you're worried, you can talk with your pediatrician, do some calculations and see where your child is at most times. Um, But it would have to be multiple, multiple times what they're recommended would be several days in a row. So let's put a pin in that. Now let's talk a little bit about other reasons why your kid might need more protein. If your kid is picky, they likely need more protein because like I said before, picky eaters tend to favor more carb heavy foods. What we can do is find carb-containing foods that also contain protein. So things like pasta, using like a whole grain pasta or even a pasta made of chickpeas can increase the protein while still giving them that carb fix. So things like whole grains within their carbs are really helpful in still getting them their protein that they need. If your child is a vegetarian, either by your choice, maybe their choice, or because they just simply don't eat meat, then of course we need to increase our protein because not only do vegetarians have a harder time getting that protein in because it takes a larger volume of food to meet the same protein intake as someone who's eating meat, but also it's a little bit less uh, absorbable or usable. Not always, but that's important to keep note of as well. They just might need a little more protein in that arena. I want to hop in real quick and take a second to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dino Bars. Dino Bars are all organic fruit and vegetable bars that are wrapped in edible paper. Yes, you heard me right, edible paper made from potato starch. And what that means for you is that you can get all the benefits that come with a fruit and veggie forward bar without the mess. Insert praise hands here. But seriously, I was really skeptical about these bars. I thought they were going to be another kind of sticky, gooey mess that my littlest ones had trouble chewing. They're not like that at all. The kids love them, but I love them too. Not only because they taste delicious, but they have simple, balanced ingredients that make for a great option for nutrition on the go. Click the link in the description box below and use code Alyssa10, that's A-L-Y-S-S-A, the number 10 for 10% off. And don't you dare get a pack without my absolute favorite flavor, purple sweet potato raspberry. Okay, now back to the show. So of course we know that meat is a really high source of protein. Again, the volume that you need is much lower to get that protein intake. But let's talk about some non-meat items that contain protein because I, like I said before, pick eaters typically have a hard time with meat. So let's talk about some of the non-meat uh, versions or versions, <laughs> the non-meat sources of protein. So one and one of my top and favorite ones to recommend is dairy. Dairy products have a good amount of protein in them. Uh, like we talked about at the top of the episode, quite high, even in a cup of milk, but especially things like Greek yogurt. This is where you can kind of compare and contrast how much protein is in different 
types or varieties of things like yogurt. It's very, very different between like a more stereotypical American yogurt versus a Greek yogurt. It can be a, as far as 10 to 15 grams difference of protein in that yogurt. So making sure we're just keeping an eye on that nutrition label um, and choosing the higher protein option if we can. And of course, if our children actually eat it, because that makes a big difference as well. So dairy is a great option. Other than that, we talked about whole grains can be a great option for protein. Of course, again, not as high as um, something like chicken because it's not a protein food. It's a carbohydrate first and foremost that happens to have protein in it as well. Along those lines, we look at things like legumes, lentils, beans. Those are really high in protein, really great source for your little one, plus giving some fiber as well to keep them fuller for longer. Nuts and seeds are also great um, options for protein and can also give you some of that fiber and healthy fat. All right. I hope this episode all about protein helped just kind of ease maybe some of your fears around protein or helped you identify if you need more protein, if you're doing all right on protein, if maybe you need a little bit less. Um, Just remember that it really is about an average. You don't make or break your nutrition in one meal, one day, even one week we look at. um, We really want to zoom out and see how much protein they're getting regularly on a regular basis uh, to support their diet. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. If it was, make sure to subscribe and leave a written review and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.